Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissette, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, braving life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett. Today's guest is Jen Campbell. Jen has cultivated a personal network to impact millions of people on social media through her personal brand. She was chosen and recognized by Facebook, Inc. for the North American Community Leaders Summit in 2019, 2020, and 2021. She believes that your personal brand is more than just logos and colors or even just a tagline. It's how you show up online authentically so people see the good in you and what you do. With the increasing spread of online shaming and cancel culture, she believes personal branding is not just for celebrities. It is necessary to brand you before others do. So please welcome our guest, personal brand strategist, Jen Campbell. Jen, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. Looking forward to this conversation. I am so excited to be here, Jeanette, because I'm very passionate about showing up authentically online and in person. And my story started 45 years ago, but recently when I started to open this next chapter, I realized I was living in this small community of less than 3,000 residents year round. I was a stay-at-home mom with four little boys, including triplets. So it was really loud. There was not a lot of time for me to really be able to have that quiet time and I felt like I'd lost my identity. I had all these labels that people put on me. I was Jen Campbell, the wife, Jen Campbell, the mother, Jen Campbell that went to church every Sunday, Jen Campbell with those wild Campbell boys at the grocery store. But I didn't really feel heard. I didn't feel like my message and who I was really mattered. So I took a year, the year before I turned 40 to really face my 40 fears and I blogged about it. And once I was able to do that, I defined my personal brand and I was able to build a a business online. I did that for a couple of years and now I've transitioned to personal branding because I realized the most important part of what I did was to be able to connect online. And I've been able to impact millions of people around the world living in this small community two hours away from the nearest big box store or mall. Let me ask you a question about that because I was at an event on Sunday and I was talking to a group of people and they were asking me how I got into podcasting, talking about my experiences. And this one woman, she looked at me with this really puzzled look. She says, I don't know who I could be and what I could do. I said, what are you currently doing? And she told me what she currently did. She's in leadership and she worked with computer analysts and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, what would you like to do? She says, I don't know. So the question for you is when you took this year off, Mm -hmm. was there intentionality to the time? Did you actually think about, I need to figure this out? Or was it something that evolved over that period of time? Both. Because I went into that year, I'm like, I'm going to turn 40 this year. I think we have those transition times in our life. That's what I call them. You hit a milestone birthday or a job, or you have a new relationship or the end of another one, maybe a death in the family. And it gives you a chance to pause and reflect on who you are, 
and who you want to become. Because I believe we're not just human beings. We're becoming more than we were before. And we do that by really connecting with who we are and what we can contribute to the world. And I realized going into that year in January, I'm very big on goals and setting my resolutions and everything like that. I was going to do this. And my birthday is in February at the beginning of the year. So I had everything lined up and I was going to face it. Now, one of the ways that I like to think, I I still had all of my responsibilities that I was doing. I decided one of my fears was doing my best and failing, I decided I was going to run a marathon. Now I was like a sedentary kid, overweight bookworm kid, never did any sports or anything like that. So deciding, okay, I'm going to run a marathon was a huge thing. I'd lost hundred pounds and did a sprint triathlon a few years before that, but I did it on my own and I ran the St. George marathon, but I trained for months. And when I would have that time, I would run in the woods because I live in the mountains uh, on the trails. And it really gave me a chance to reflect. I think we need that quiet. And some people find that through exercise or spending time outdoors, but really connecting with who we are is huge. That's interesting that you put it that way, because that's what I shared with this woman that I talked to in terms of taking a pause and taking some time to be reflective and creating that space. And so she looked at me and I could see the wheels were turning and I'm looking forward to actually reconnecting with her to continue the conversation, because I think she was somewhat intrigued as to what the possibilities could be. So when I shared that I had changed careers or left my corporate job, I remember driving home. And this was March of 2020 at the, at the peak of COVID. And I knew that my team and my company could really use my expertise. And I was driving home. And for a moment, I thought, yeah, I made the wrong decision at the wrong time. And then I drove a little further down the street and I thought, I choose me. And I had no idea what I was going to do. Knowing who you are and choosing yourself, whenever I'm working with personal branding and helping someone craft their personal brand story, I start with your core values. And, and I say, okay, what's important? to you. And even more than that, if you were going to describe yourself in three words, what would you say? Like adjectives or adverbs or verbs or whatever it is. And I have a process that I work through with people to be able to do that. When you know those three things, then it builds your story around that. Mm -hmm. Usually those three words are something that you you value. Like my number one core value is authenticity. I want you to see the same Jen Campbell online as you meet in person, whether it's on social media or my website or anywhere else. Jen Campbell, that's the same voice and and everything. That's a beautiful thing thing. And I'm not sure that's the easiest thing to do. Oh, heck no. Heck no. I'm a perfectionist. I'm a recovering perfectionist. And so I want the very best version of myself and everything. And, and I had a recent experience where I've branded myself as the cringy mom now. And that cringe is that cheesy awkwardness. I've got those four boys that call me cringy all the time. I was standing out in the middle of my street and I was filming social media content on my phone. And, and I was pointing up. I pointed to the side. I pointed down and then my hands up. My husband's, what are you doing? And I said, it's a TikTok. And I sang this little song and snapped my fingers, moved to the camera and did a dance. And I didn't want to post that on social media because it was super cringy, but that's who I am. And it's fun and it's lighthearted and, and funny. And there was a recent poll on social media. And the number one thing that people want to see in a brand, whether it's a person or whatever, is authenticity. People said that they value authenticity online as the number one thing. But then when they were asked if brands are authentic, only five out of 10 said that they were authentic. So there's a huge disconnect with what people are craving and what they want and what they're actually seeing online. For sure. Now, when I got your email, one of the questions you asked 
yes or no, have you ever posted a picture of yourself from middle school? And I have not. Yeah, like the go. cringiest time in your life, like middle school, like when my sixth grader, I have a sixth grader right now. So you're super awkward. My time's like you have braces, your skin's bad, you're going through puberty, but you're just really trying to figure out who you are. And so posting that online, this is part of my story and who I am. I have the best looking spiral perm, bubble bangs. Bad, you were rocking it. Heck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was still me. I'm still the same Jen Campbell. I'm going to have to go back because I had this big fro, okay, and clothes that I actually designed and sewed for myself. Really? Oh, that's so fun. So I'd make all my clothes in seventh and eighth grade and and all the way through high school and making clothes for the boyfriend and the mom and the aunties and all this kind of stuff. But I knew I was rocking it. Okay. So those are the enjoyable times, but I've never posted any of those pictures online. So What, what did you like about doing that? Like creating your own clothes? When I'm creative. I'm in a world of my own. Yes. I like the creation piece and the result of it. You have something finished to be able to show for your time and effort. I was rocking them green bell bottoms, rocking them. Oh my gosh. I love it. Love it. (laughs) And proud of it. And I just like those moments when I have that time to just focus on Mm -hmm. just one thing and get pure enjoyment. And there's no right or wrong to it. That's the other thing. No rules. I'm in a class right now in our community, The Gift of Imperfection by Brene Brown. So we're reading the book together. And yesterday we just talked about creativity and how that process and having that flow and that experience, it helps us connect with who we are and how important having that creativity is with our intuition and circling back to who we are as people and really defining our personal brand. That's a way that we can get connected with who we are, that process of creation. And for very talented people, sometimes that is a challenge, especially when you are talented in so many different areas. I wanted to ask you that question. So it's all sort of a mosaic in terms of creativity and, and who you are. However, to define the one thing, how do you get your clients who are multi-talented, multifaceted to bring it all together and put it into a focus? I think that's a great question because it's something that I went through myself. I made a list of all the things I like to do and I've been paid for work to do all sorts of different things from owning an Xbox gaming store to working as, as a Starbucks manager to being behind the desk in an office as a receptionist. But the one common thread was connection with people. I love people and seeing the good in them and what they do. And no matter what I am, by being in tune with my key core values, I'm able to fulfill that sense of purpose that I have. And when I meet with people, I like to know their story, their background, who they are, what brings them joy. And they can incorporate that into how they spend the majority of their time. I don't believe that you have to get paid to do what you like. It's better if you do. Heck yeah. Let's be honest here. You got to put food on the table and a roof over your head and following your passion and your joy. That is great. And I believe you should do that, but that doesn't necessarily have to be the whole focus of your life. And I also believe that you can find joy in anything that you do. Even if you're going through a really difficult, challenging time, there's at least one morsel of good, at least one opportunity to learn and grow and something that you can gain from that experience. But then your creative process is tied to that. And I know that's been difficult for me when I'm helping people with their visual branding to define who they are, because it reinforces your personal brand story with your logos, your font, your color, your social media 
media content, but that's all creative. It's that idea piece and everything like that. And sometimes it can be exhausting to do that part, to actually produce something. That's why I limit the number of clients I work with at a time though, because I want to work with them one-on-one and really have that individualization because you're more than the best person no one's ever heard of. And they're not going to hear about you. They'll Google you. They'll search for you online, whether you're looking for a job or they're getting to know you or you're presenting yourself for your business, but people will judge you and you need to brand you before others do. Focus right now and push as the cringy mom is to cringe forward, to embrace that awkward and show up authentically because your voice has value, your message has meaning, and you deserve to be seen and heard. Especially as a woman, I I think there's this pressure to act a certain way, be polite, and to please everyone around us. At least that's been my experience. That I have to simmer down. Like I'm too much. My personality is too strong. It's too big. I'm too whatever. And I think part of it's with age and experience. Some people might gain this sooner, but I just came to a point where I was like, I'm exactly who I need to be. And, and when I really settle in and embrace, that's when I feel the most comfort. That's when I have the most joy. And that's when I'm able to contribute the most to everyone else in my life. It's not easy to do that. So first of all, let me ask you this question. Who is your ideal client? My ideal client is a woman that's going through some sort of transition in life. Usually she's 40 to 60 years old. She's really defining who she is. She's either decided she wants to do something else in her business or in her life. A lot of times she's an online service provider, like a coach or consultant. And it's really important because she relies on online services a lot and her presence online to have a strong personal brand. The famous sales trainer said, all things being equal, people will refer business to and buy products from people they know and trust. And if they don't know you because you're not showing up as a legit you online, they're not going to buy your stuff. If they can't trust you because you're trying to appear a certain way, like I'm like, oh, people won't trust me if I'm not like all businessy and I don't sound professional or if I use slang or I say legit you, they're not going to trust me or think I know what I'm doing. So being unapologetically yourself is huge. So how do you get there though? When you're working with your clients, your ideal client, they may be an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. they may be a person that's ready to transition into something different and unique or something that they've always wanted to do, but don't know how to get started. How do you get them started? I begin with the end. If they were to paint a vision of what their ideal life would be like, what would that look like? Does it involve what it is that they're they're doing for work? If it's really focused on work and that's a different thing, I've got a, a friend that's a career growth strategist that I would send them to be able to work with that. But really being in tune with who you are and helping them. One of my number one things is individualization. So I I can walk into a party or be there for a few minutes. I can connect with you and I can automatically see that thing about you that I absolutely love. And bringing that out so other people can see that is natural for me. I'm a strategist. I I love it. So I've got a formula and process that I go through with people, really just talking to them and having them explain a little bit about how they like to spend their time, what their priorities are, what they really value. As they're speaking and telling me that story, I'm able to connect. How about an example of that, Jen? Yes, no problem. One of my clients, Christine Jerry, she's an SEO blog and blog monetization strategist. So she helps you make money from the blog that you're writing because you can do it for passion, but when you get paid for it, it's even better. And I talked to her a little bit more about her community and who she is and what's important to her. And she said, I grew up in Hawaii and I really connect with the island life. And part of who I am is just really laid back. Most of the people I work with are moms. And I want to make sure that they can build a business and still have their family. And I'm really protective. I'm like a mama bear with them. And her website, had the dusty rose color and like the scrolly font that a lot of people have, which is fine. 
And I created a brand palette for her that um, she had the bright turquoise because it reminded me of the water in Hawaii, the yellow because she's an optimistic and bright and a happy person. And then the mama bear brown to be able to have that warm, comforting grounding. And in her font, I made it like sans serif. So it doesn't have the edges on it. So it's like really warm and inclusive and friendly. And so she's redesigned all of those things with my help with the positioning with branding. And now when you look at her website or you see her social media content, CJ, Chris Jerry, because she is who she is online now. And she's really able to show it off. And her biggest block that she helped someone else launch had 2.5 million views in the first 30 days. And so she's very good at what she does, but both with her personality and culturally, she was told don't make waves, don't stand out, don't be seen. And so making that transition to really define who she is as a person to be seen, to be heard, and to be acknowledged just for being herself. It's been an amazing thing to witness. So as you peruse or you receive information and come in contact with people and check out the social media presence they have, what are some of the common things that you feel are working well for someone and perhaps working against what they're trying to do from your observations? There's some place I always recommend starting. And it's something that someone can take away right away and do. It's your photo, your name, and your main focus. So I recommend that people show up the same person on every platform. Now you might show them a different side on LinkedIn than you show them on TikTok because TikTok's a lot more playful and fun and LinkedIn is usually like more business and professional. I got to have my suit on in this picture so that people know what I'm doing, but LinkedIn has actually shifted a lot more. I see that. And I'm a creator on LinkedIn now. Yeah. I looked at your LinkedIn profile and I was like, this is different. It is, but it stands out. And the thing is, as a personal brand strategist or whatever you do, there's tons of other people that do the same thing for work. But people who connect with me and are like, oh my gosh, I need to work with Jen Campbell. I love her personality. I love what she stands for. I connect with her. That's who I want. Because I've tried like the other things to try to mold myself into what people want me to be. And it just does not work. I have the same picture on all my platforms so that people can recognize my face and it reinforces it. Same picture on the website, the same headshot on my business, Facebook page, personal Facebook page, Instagram, TikTok, all of the things. Same photo shoot might be slightly different. That's one. Number two, what people call you and what you call yourself. So like your name might be Jennifer because it's the third most common female name in the United States. So how do I make myself stand out? I want them to be like, okay, Jen Campbell, personal brand strategist. Jen Campbell, the cringy mom. I call myself Jen Campbell and everything. So I'm not Jennifer or Jenny or whatever. I'm Jen Campbell. I sign my emails that way. I have my social media handles all the same. I am who I am online. That helps for your search engine optimization, but it also helps you be consistent with who you are. That's great advice, especially for someone either who's been out there for a while and hasn't Mm -hmm. landed on something consistent or others who are starting out and are perplexed as to how to actually represent themselves. So that's a good one. That's solid goal right there. Heck yeah. And your name, once you know that name, own your, your website address. Even if you don't have a website built on it, I recommend that everyone has at least just a landing page of some sort. But another thing that you can do is to say, hello, Jen Campbell, or I am Jen Campbell, or Jen Campbell, superstar, rock star, whatever. You can put like the title or Jen Campbell, dentist, whatever the profession that you have behind it. You can change your dedicated URL, like on Facebook, mine's facebook.com slash Hello, Jen Campbell. A lot of people don't know you can change that. And I'm the cringy mom. And so I'm the cringy mom and all of my other social media things. So you can use the same handle and tag 
or something really similar on all of your different profiles. Heck yeah. Thanks so much, Jen Campbell. We're going to continue our conversation in part two of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Next Chapter Experience. If you have already subscribed, rated, and left a review, or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.